I was like anti-killing. My grandmother would trap flies in a contraption and let them go outside. That's what I apparently grew up leaning more towards. Plenty of guys that came from the Midwest or East Coast that don't really get to experience this elevation and were kind of concerned with how they would do, they absolutely smoked it, man. The nice thing about the birch barrel, it allows you to connect with your food, connect with your family, it allows you to connect with your friends. So it's just, uh, it's just more fun. It's a wealth of knowledge that you'll gain in these four days. It's ridiculous. If you don't come away from this thing learning something, then you're not paying attention. Hey, all. This is Corey Pearsall with Birch Barrel. Hey, this is Chris Hollis. No relation. And you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I would rest at peace for eternity if my legacy was that I made a positive influence on the non-hunting public about what hunters are and what hunting is. I finally got my buck on our last real day of hunting. So a pro-hunting organization is voting against hunting. And that says anti-hunting to me. There was a year straight where I was averaging up to 200 death threats a day. And I hugged it. Like, I just wanted to hug a bear. It's proven that the average steak in a grocery store touches 50 to 100 hands and machines. And we're putting that into our body. Hey, y'all, Cable Smith, host of the Lone Star Outdoors show here. This is Adam Weatherby. I'm Corey Jacobson of Elk 101. This is Christy Titus. Hey, folks, this is John Bear. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey all welcome to another episode of the Wild Initiative as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, y'all, getting on to today's episode, we are here at Western Hunting Summit. Uh, it's uh, after the, I guess, the third day of the summit. We just had a fantastic meal here in Bozeman, Montana, at the Birch Barrel headquarters. And uh, we're all kind of sitting back, having a couple of drinks, reveling in a couple of beers. And I've sitting here, you guys can probably tell we're outside. We got cars driving by, so I apologize for the noise. Uh, but... It was one of those moments where we were just having a good conversation, and I'm like, well... Let's record it. Let's just fucking put on some microphones and and start talking. Um, so that's what we did. I've got Corey and Chris here, who literally we were just all three talking. There's no real, no real cross-relation or theme, I'd say. I mean, I got, I got Chris here from California, a fellow Californian. And Corey, I don't know, Corey, where are you from originally? Originally, Upper State, New York. There, dear Lord, like opposite sides of the United States, we got a, we got a bunch of liberal hippies here, apparently, right? Because that's what New Yorkers and Californians are. Yeah, uh, it happens. But <laughs> all right, so this will be interesting. One thing I always like yep. to start out with is um, like a quick intro and uh, on who you are. And how you got introduced to the outdoors and hunting. So, Chris, I'm going to go, because California is yeah. better than New York. I'm yep. going to go. I live in Montana now, so yeah. I mean, there's a reason uh. I left. 
No, I'm going to go with you first, Chris. So, Chris Allis, uh, born and raised in Stockton, California. Uh, beautiful city if you've never been there. <laughs> Just kidding. Generally avoid it. Uh, however, I try not uh, to stop there for gas when I'm gone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, I was introduced to hunting by my father, my grandfather. It's a family thing for us. I know uh, a lot of folks don't generally consider California as a hunting mecca or a lot of hunters being there, but uh, it's a huge tradition in the Allis family, and I've grown up as a mule deer hunter, black tail hunter, black bear hunter, and a uh, big-time archery guy, and that's my, my passion, so I'm out here to kind of... I guess uh, learn from all these folks out here and represent uh, California. There you go. <laughs> all right, former New Yorker, Mo- now Montanan. Is Montanan the correct? Montanan. How do you, yeah, how, is it, how do you say it? Like New, New York? New York? No, for upstate, that? I'm pretty far okay. away from right, the city. Right, yeah, right. Um, about four hours north of uh, of the city. But uh, I've been in Montana since 2004 ish. So I don't know. I feel like I'm a Montana now, but my wife's from Montana, so I can never claim to be a Montanan. Uh, <laughs> my kids, shut that down pretty like, quick. I feel like, well, she's not here, you can't. She's, right? Yeah, so like, I can okay, say. Yeah. I, my kids are from here, right? So they're like my anchor babies in Montana. So, <laughs> so like, classic. <laughs> I'm Montana now, right? There you I go. Don't there know you if go. That's that's legitimate, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, hunting man. Uh, my story is a little odd. Uh, Grew up in a whitetail family, a whitetail hunting family, um, but I was, like, anti-killing. Like, I was actually anti-hunter growing up. My grandmother wow. would trap flies in a, in a it's like, contraption and let them go outside. <laughs> like, she was that much of, a, like, an animal lover, and I just, that's what I apparently grew up leaning more towards. Uh, it wasn't until I moved to Montana and kind of, I mean, not to insult anyone, but stopped watching, like, the hunting channel and realize what hunting was, right? Mm-hmm. And what it what it really is about, that it started to really be intriguing, right? Harvest, harvest, like that was that was it for me. So I've uh, been hunting a long time, uh, primarily chasing elk. Uh, archery season, always, there's always time for archery elk season. And then uh, a lot of times though, whitetail will fill, fill my freezer, so. So what brought you out? So it wasn't hunting that brought you out to Montana. No. What brought you out? Fishing, fly fishing. Okay. And, and the mountains. So uh, growing up in New York, it was hard to find anyone to go hiking with, uh, even though we lived in the Adirondacks. Like I was at the foot yeah. of the Adirondacks, beautiful mountains. Uh, could not find a hiking partner. So I figured I had to go find someplace else. And Montana, you know, river runs through it. That, you know, now, just drew was me it out filmed here. in Idaho? Uh, it was yeah, like filmed completely somewhere else. It was mostly about Idaho, the bar, but Missoula, yeah. Montana. Yeah. But it was filmed on the Gal- uh, the Gallatin, actually. Most of it was filmed on the Gallatin here outside of Bozeman. Okay. okay. Yep. okay. But yeah, that's what drew me. The fly fishing drew me to Montana. Uh, and then, yeah, just had, you know, all my friends were hunters. So started to understand what it was about and just adopted it as part of my lifestyle. Yeah. I'll tell you what the like, I mean you know we've talked about this already, but like, I'm I'm getting into the fly fishing and I'm loving it being out here. I finally caught a fish, my first fish on a fly. Just uh, I mean I I technically I've tech been fly fishing since November. I picked up my rod. I I tried casting it a couple of times, but like really it's been about a month. Went out with a friend once and uh, I've been having suffice to say some rough luck. Since then, I, I broke my rod one day, got eaten to crap the next day, like, by bugs. I forgot my bug spray, forgot my long sleeve shirt. I was in shorts. I was, like, in the middle of a wide freaking river, and I was still covered in mosquitoes. Which doesn't and happen in Montana, just in general. That's just you, apparently. Uh, like, apparently so. You Normally, were, they don't bother me. You know, swarmed like a, by every like mosquito a, in Montana. Coming from yeah. California, coming out to Montana, and I got obliterated by mosquitoes. Seriously? <laughs> yes. It, like, if I take my shirt off right now. I just want to come on the mic and say America. <laughs> I've got a... I've got a oh, we do have another mic if you want to come on. Uh, dear Lord, more Californians. Who let, who let those people in here? Um... I think there's actually more of us here than. Uh, I, I would say if if you if you put pins in all the states, everyone I think we'd in Bozeman listening point. to this hates me right now. <laughs> for, 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 for You're talking for, to the enemy. They already creating an environment. That's your transplant. This is, this so, is bad. <laughs> so far, my California license plate has not gotten uh, gotten. No, it's, it's a joke. It's just a joke. Oh, no one's really. 
that upset. I do. I do laugh about that though because I go on. I go on all these road trips, uh, and you know, I go through a ton of different states. I end up in Boise. I end up in Colorado. I end up in you know Bozeman, and you know, it's a little yeah. There's a stereotype about the Californians that come out there, but I hope that I have like between the country Sam license plate. And all of the hunting stickers on yes. there. I, I am hoping, like, I will be spared from the, the car vandalism or something. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, no, man. The, it's. Chris, what do you think of Montana? Yeah. Is this your first time? or how? This is my first time in Montana. Really? Uh, I ab- yeah. Okay. I absolutely love it. I mean, some of the uh, the mountain ranges we went up to for the Western Hunting Summit reminded me of the Sierras at home. So I've been, I've, I've hunted in several other states, Idaho, Arizona. Um, I generally chase mule deer. Uh, coming out here, it's, like I said, some of the mountain ranges are very similar, and I love your guys' community out here. It's something that I don't really... In California, I feel like, and I don't know if, Sam, you can attest to this, but our, our, there's a lot of hunters out there. I feel like we're kind of underrepresented in California. Um, there's a lot it's of us out understood. there. Well, there's a lot of us out there, but we generally kind of keep our heads down, you uh, know? Gotcha. Uh, I mean, so so coming out here to see this, like, tight-knit community and, and, and this just beautiful place you guys live in is... I mean, it's amazing. It's terrible. It's not that pretty. Just everyone that's listening. No, that's <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay, stay away from here. The mountains don't turn pink and purple ever. Oh, so when my friends come out from New York, I'm like, listen, you're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time, but keep it to yourself. No one else can know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a well kept secret. I mean, I talked to my, uh, my wife last night on the phone, and we had, in the last several years, been uh, considering relocating to, to another state. Um, we've got good gigs in California, so it's hard. And obviously we've got family, but she asked me how I liked Montana and I told her I didn't want to take her up here because she'd fall in love with it. So, you know, <laughs> well, uh, it's a backup. It's a pretty nice backup plan when you yeah, guys are yeah, not too terribly bad. Yeah. I'll, put yeah. it, I'll put it to you that way. I don't know. Calling it a backup plan just, to, just that feels like a sin to me. Doesn't, uh, doesn't do like, it justice. It yeah. Just, I mean, I honestly, and people have prior, uh, anybody that's been following me for any amount of time, has probably heard me say this, but, like, my heart has been in Montana for long before I ever even came here. And I, I don't know what it was. I always just knew, like, Montana was where I was supposed to be. But it's funny, you know, you talk about, like, we hunker down a little bit in California when it comes to hunters. And, like, coming out, I remember the fir- one of the first times, like, in as an adult, I came out to Montana. I was on a road trip, and I... I had some uh, local friends in Missoula showing me around like the local bars and we yeah. went to Kettle House and um, I'm drinking a moose drool right now. I'm, I'm, I'm sinning at the moment, but the guys both have uh, a couple of cold smokes from Kettle House. But so we went to Kettle House and we were talking and it felt like a very California bar. Like it was very kind of hipstery. Yeah. You know, the dude was in like all denim and like a flat brim hat. And I was like, I felt very much like, okay, this is like any oh, no. hipster bar in LA. Oh, geez. But, <laughs> but then all of a sudden... Um, he starts talking about his elk hunt and he turns around and he's got like a public landowner like patch on and like an elk hunting patch on his denim. And it was very uncomfortable for me. It's a a hybrid. It was like, okay, I'm seeing one thing. Hybrid hipster. I'm seeing one thing, but it's like, it's this cognitive dissonance between what he's talking about. I'm like, no. You're not used to that. No. No. And it's it's such a funny thing because you get these same people, but it's such a different kind of community. And it's, I mean, it's so centered around the outdoors. And that's one of the amazing, that's one of the things about being out here. It's like, we have amazing public land access. We've, I mean, we're, it's, I think it's over 60% public land in California. I mean, including beaches and, yeah. but we have amazing access, but the community in general is not centered around the outdoors. Like, it's just not what it's about. And if you can, it's like it's in the fiber of everything out here. Yep. And that's what's amazing about coming out, I feel like. You just don't get away with it. Well said. Or from it, I should yep. say. But I completely yeah. agree. <laughs> so we're here at the Western Hunting Summit. Did a little bit of, a little bit of workout, a little bit of eating, a little bit of learning today. A little bit of workout, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Mom's smoke show. I, wa- I watched Smoke it. show. It was good. Oh, did you? So Dustin was there, right? Dyfendorfer, he's the 
the uh, the I guess founder of Mountain Tough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the big Jack dude that yeah. was staring at you with no expression on his face. Yeah, and you're like, I just want your approval. He's like, like, I do want like <laughs> do a better. Bit of like do better, suck less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that guy. He's one of the nicest human beings, but yeah, very intimidating at the same time. So to tell you guys a little bit about this workout, like they, they describe it and you're like, holy crap, that's gnarly. So I had to actually go drop some, some equipment off at, at the rental place at, at the time of this workout. So I come, I watch, I take some photos. I watch for a good chunk of the beginning of this workout. I leave. It's, I'm gone for at least an hour. I come back, not even close to finished yet. No. Like, suddenly, like, everyone was shirtless and, like, looked like they were on their deathbeds nearly. Yeah. But I was like, holy crap. I expected, like, everything to be done, like, all the stuff to be cleaned up by the time I got back. That was that was gnarly. Um, but so what do you uh, – how would you say – how does that compare, like, to preparing you for a backcountry hunt, a workout like that? Oh, man, it's great. I mean, I, I come from – I stay relatively fit. I come from a kind of like a traditional like weightlifting background and I do a bit of cardio just by nature of my employment. I've, I've got to stay in relatively decent shape, but I mean, their, their programs, I mean, to be honest with you, I hadn't heard of their programs until I came here to the Western Running Summit. And uh, I, I think it, what it really kind of, their program hinges on is mental toughness. I mean, that that's like, the, the workouts are long. They're strenuous. Um, they're nothing that nobody, I mean, anybody can do it. You just have to be there mentally and push through it. And a part of the aspect of it, at least the workout we did today, was the team aspect and pushing each other. Um, whether you're a solo hunter or you're hunting with somebody else, I think it's just part of the exercise was to kind of dig down deep and find the will to continue to keep going, influence others around you, and just keep pushing, man. So I think... When you're on the mountain and you're that guy who's like, ah, that next peak, ah, that next peak, ah, that buck's five miles away and I'm going to get after it. I think that's a, it's kind of a big thing of what they're pushing here. And I, oh, yeah. I dig it, man. I love it. I, it, I, I found uh, enjoyment in my suffering today. So. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, I w- I've been here for both the elk and the mule deer summits. And uh, it's interesting watching the difference between, because we had uh, Dan Stanton, uh, Stanton from Elk Shape here last week, and it's interesting because you know you see all of these like mountain hunting related workout. You got trained to hunt. You got alpha bow hunting challenge. You've got built for the hunt. You got fit for the hunt. You've got uh, uh, Elk Shape. You've got like Mountain Ops has their stuff. You've got um, Mountain Tough, and but they all are are so different in what they focus on because like even just looking at Mountain Tough versus Elk Shape, Mountain Tough is like all about pushing you to your limit so you develop that mental toughness versus elk shape is more about like developing those functional habits for the backcountry like getting your heart rate up and then learning to control shoot in a controlled fashion for that and they're so complementary of each other you'd think like oh they're competitors but they're not it's such a complementary like skill set you would learn like you would, yep. you learn completely different things and but you if you look at them you're just like oh yeah they're both like mountain hunting workouts ideally you would do both yeah i, I think they all kind of complement each other in, in some way and uh what works for somebody may not work for somebody else and mm-hmm. just kind of find your niche and niche and what works for you and i think that's a big deal because everybody here i mean at the western running summit everybody is different you know different body style and what they normally do or whatnot and everybody pulled together and crushed it today absolutely crushed it nobody gave up nothing everybody crushed it it was it was really impressive to see. I mean, there were really. I mean, everyone everyone stuck through to the end. You know, there was one uh, one injury to, for lack of a better term. Not, uh, but it was a hot day and there was some stuff going on, and so that was that was unfortunate. But I mean, everyone like mentally was there, and like I was. I mean, I was watching when I came back. Like it was getting to- getting towards the end. And, uh, like, people were pushing through 100% the whole time. As far as I could see, it was impressive. Well, not to mention some guys put down, like, 15 miles on the mountain at 8K plus the day before. Jeez, so, yeah. you know, it, it's to come out from doing any substantial uh, amount of miles on a mountain to go and doing this the next day is 
it just shows, you know, mental toughness at its finest. <laughs> oh, man. So, Corey, how did you get hooked up with all this nonsense? Uh, with the Western Hunting Summit? Yeah, just with uh, this whole crew. Yeah, Ryan Lampers and I are good friends. Um, he's also a, a good, strong advocate for Birch Barrel. Uh, and anytime we have an opportunity to cook for people, especially like-minded individuals, uh, we jump to that occasion. So, yeah, it's just a, it's a layup for us. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, and it's, trust me, I'm, we're, we are very, very glad you're here because it has been some quality food, folks. Let me tell you what, we've been, I mean, we've had bear and elk brats. We've, we had uh, Mr. Andy. I, like, I feel like I always mispronounce Andy's last name. Mokul. Mokul. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Or maybe I'm mispronouncing it. I don't it, know. That's, I, that's how I pronounce it. Just but, call Flip Flop. Andy Flip Flop. Yeah, Andy Flip Flop. <laughs> I don't know if he actually listens to the podcast or not, but I hope he does and he's laughing at this right if now. You, yeah, if you don't know who Andy Mokul is or what his Flip Flop style is, you've mm-hmm. got to Google it and you've got to check it out. I mean, it's it's primitive and it's delicious i mean it's like exactly up all of our alleys oh yeah i mean it's just been it's been feast after feast after feast i you know officially yesterday earned my status as employee of the year with birch barrel (laughs) um (laughs) keep an eye out uh, on the birch barrel socials for an appearance by yours truly quick time lapse there we go (laughs) there we go yep uh (laughs) now it's been it's been fun uh it's Cooking for large groups uh, and, you know, primarily wild game. I mean, we did burgers today, and it was grass-fed beef uh, instead of wild game, but most of my wild game's gone in my freezer already, so I, I can't really say, contribute I think we've, to that. We've kind of tapped but, out Ryan and Hill, too. Yeah. Ryan's three freezers. He has it, three you know, freezers, at least. Oh, yeah, his, at uh, least. At his place, it yeah. says a lot. I mean, if y'all don't follow Stealthy Hunter, Ryan and Hillary, or Ryan Lampers, he... You may not understand, but, like, to say that you have tapped out Ryan Lampers on, like, the the general, like, large amounts of wild game he's able to provide is, is that's saying a lot. <laughs> We've eaten a lot of wild game. Nope. I'm sure I'm sure he's got reserves because there's no way that dude's giving there's, us all there's his, still, all his yeah. wild game. But <laughs> he said he's reluctant to give all of his bear out, so yeah, he's definitely exactly. got a hidden one somewhere. Exactly. Well, he's, like, such a bear yeah. addict. Like, he'll talk about eating bear all day long i think that's has got to be his favorite yeah we so uh when we were making um the sausage uh we filmed it and took uh i mean the content that we got out of it i mean i learned so much just by having the conversation with them while we were stuffing sausage um but yeah anyway um i mean the the experience that guys that guy has for bear hunting uncanny i mean when's this next summit next the uh, next summit i want to say it's like right? in two weeks yeah like yeah that. it's like the, i think the second weekend it's whatever the weekend after fourth of july i feel is, like but... i just want to follow i'm just gonna like bomb the well, yeah. you can you gotta hike that bear. you gotta hike that uh that birch barrel over there man <laughs> yeah you know? yeah, there yeah. how much is it again 55 at least yeah 55 uh, pounds yeah. for the barrel yeah gotta uh, get a little bit there. more for the legs that's yeah, what you gotta do you gotta put some backpack straps on it so that, and you can pack your gear in the birch barrel. Yeah. There you go. Rampers would the, easily carry that in. Yeah. I think I'd take his backpack. He'll man. carry that. Just yeah. put it on Brian Barney. That guy is just invincible. I'm oh, pretty goodness, sure. man. This is, so this is one of the amazing things about this. And it's like, you know, I, I worked on the website. I worked on the marketing for the event. And, I, you know, I helped Ryan and he'll launch it. And so I see these names. And these are, a lot of these are people I know. Uh, I've met through the podcast, and, like, I've been staring at these names for months at this point. And I've been, you know, talking about what we're going, you know, with them about what's going to be happening. But then, like, it comes down to it, and there's moments where I'll sit back and I'll look at the amount of knowledge in this room that's being shared for this event. And I'm like, this is insane. The experience you have at this, and, like, this is... This is not like me doing like paid marketer. This is me just taking like taking off my marketer hat and sitting back as like Observing. an attendee of the event. Yeah. Have you laid a foundation on what the event is? Like, have you told your audience? I, like, I don't think. Yeah, we've. Re- I you mean, don't I've, sit in a classroom setting. Yeah. You go in the mountains. Yeah. So for those like I did a while back, I did an episode with Ryan and Hillary, and we talked about the event. But effectively, for those that didn't hear it, it's it's a four day event. First two day, uh, first day. 
go up the mountain, you get the whole like mountain experience. You pack in, you get to learn about gear, you get to learn about where to set up camp, how to glass for animals. Like the whole experience just shy of like putting a stock on and, sh- and glassing and animals. An animal. Like you guys You're legitimately you glassing guys up. Saw mule deer on your yeah. scout. We 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 saw a lot of animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's animals. talk about the hike a little bit. Like what was that experience yeah, like? Yeah, so I mean the, the the hike in was a burner. It was a good elevation gain. Um, I fancy myself who somebody who lives close to the Sierra Nevada mountains range in California and gets on the mountain quite a bit. Uh, man, it, these guys are smoking me. Uh, Brian Barney, Ryan Lampers, Cody Rich, and those guys are just, they're used to it. Like I said, I, I hit the mountain quite a bit and uh, those guys were smoking me. So we hike in the first day, pick a camp spot. Some of those guys elected to go with Brian Barney on another uh trip which was about four miles out at least four miles back so those guys were putting close to 14 to 15 miles on boots in one day and glassing animals and brian barney is let's just say brian barney is like a mountain goat he is like a compact dude and he just goes he puts on weight and goes like i've hunted with him once and that was i don't even we barely got in there and i'm like brian (gasps) brian i'm done (laughs) slow down I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, I think we. I think that was by the time when we got out of the. I think that was right as we were getting out of the parking lot. I was like that. Yeah. Uh, no. But so, there's some serious experience on the mountain as you guys are hiking up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it. Like I said, it, being in this mountain range is very similar to me for for home. But still, just riding with these or rolling out with these guys is just. Uh, it's a learning experience for sure. I mostly hunt by myself or or with my father on occasion. And uh, I kind of go at my own pace, man. So to hunt with some of these or to get out with some of these guys. And uh, I'll tell you what, I can't keep a pace with Brian Barney. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm kind of like a like a buffalo. And that guy is like a like an antelope or something, if you will. You know, yeah. just don't I, I, I don't move visual. with as much <laughs> elegance and grace. We're about the, we're, we actually we're, all, we're the same height. We're the same draw length. But uh, that guy moves a lot quicker than I do. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's like I was blown away because it's just it's just go. And it's not oh, like, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, it's just it doesn't look like he tires. It's like I don't understand it, and I get it. He lives at elevation, but you know, yeah. So what? Uh, what would you say were your biggest takeaways from from the hike itself? Yeah, I mean, it, I've done plenty of hikes or plenty of hunts in my day but just kind of picking these guys brains on the way you know they're i mean while i was gasping for air and asking questions when i could to try to <laughs> slow them down um i mean these guys were super super receptive and willing to give you give you feedback on just about everything and being foreign to montana you know there's a bunch of stuff i i don't know but i mean these guys were giving you a, any question you ask you know i mean you could even ask these guys for pins on their freaking onyx to go somewhere and they're you know, they're, they're helping oh, sure. you out. So that's the thing that's like, <laughs> not, it, well, yeah, I guess that's a sign. Don't, not everybody hit them up for Onyx fans. Yeah. But. <laughs> so here's a, uh, here's uh, Brian Barney's email address. Here's Ryan's yeah, here's uh, cell phone just, number. Uh, <laughs> just request their Onyx pins. But I, I, I mean, it just kind of boils down to, again, just kind of like we did with the mountain tough is like mental toughness, you know, just getting out there and getting after it. I think really that hike they took the guys on and they ended up doing 14 to 15 miles was just an absolute burner, man. You want to see what guys are capable of. I think there's a decent mix of experienced hunters here and relatively new hunters here that, I mean, plenty of guys that came from the Midwest or East Coast that don't really get to experience this elevation and were kind of concerned with how they would do. And they absolutely smoked it, man. Nice. It, just the experience of getting out and getting on the mountain and learning from guys that live here and do this all the time is is invaluable. So, well, I feel like the cool thing about the mountain hike too is anybody that you, whenever you've tried to teach a skill that you've known for a long time, there's always stuff you take for granted, like whatever it is, like just things you kind of do naturally that yep. you didn't realize you learned or picked up, and you wouldn't necessarily like if in a classroom setting you wouldn't necessarily know to teach someone that specific thing but when you're experiencing something with someone else that does that those things come up naturally and you learn it kind of the same way they learned it um and it's just i feel like 
experience like that is one of the most invaluable. I mean, it's the most invaluable thing you can have. Nothing beats boots on the ground. Like you can listen to, and it's great to listen to a bunch of podcasts. You can, the, the great thing about 2020 is you, you can go on YouTube and learn a bunch of stuff, but nothing beats boots on the ground and, and, and talking to these guys who have a lifetime of experience. And even just the four days you're here, it's a, a over overwhelming amount of experience and even coming from a guy who I've been mule deer hunting my entire life and I'm learning stuff every day here and it's so you have the whole mountain experience two days of the mountain experience you come down we have an awesome barbecue uh courtesy of Birch Barrel <laughs> <laughs> Birch Barrel Spot. employee of the month yeah. I am I'm the employee of the month. I that does not get paid. Oh, sorry, employee of the year. Yeah, employee sorry, of the year. year. Whoa, 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 don't be confusing me like that. Yeah, I'm apparently the easily confused employee of the year. Um, <laughs> I, this is honestly all. This is not like a paid promotion of Birch Bear. I just think it's freaking awesome, and we've been eating like kings off of these things. Appreciated that for two weekends in a row. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just angling for a free one, you know. <laughs> Getting close. Getting real close. <laughs> I'm just saying they look good in the beach. Hey, we'll there just, we go. There yep. we go. We'll get some of, the, some yep. of those shots. No, um, but we've been eating like kings. Uh, yeah, awesome barbecue after everyone came down off the mountain. Dave Brinker killed it with, with his Western hunting themed country music, which is awesome. It's kind of, it's funny because you think about it and, you know, country music's all about like, dirt roads and and trucks and everything but it's not about i mean he's got a song specifically about like okay the dirt roads we have aren't the dirt roads y'all are singing about yeah and so you know it's just cool having him out and he you know just absolutely killed it it's perfect for this environment and then yep. we got uh two days in the classroom which sounds dry but it is far from it i mean just people uh We've talked about it, but the amount of knowledge in this room is just absolutely insane, and especially coming from both summits. You know, this I mean, we got Ryan and Brian and Cody and, and Remy Warren, and uh, I mean, Matt Singer's here for the Elk Summit, like Newberg, Randy Newberg was out, like all of these people. I mean, you can check out the whole lineup on the website, but it's impressive. It's each of these individual pieces, I feel like, would be more than worth Their the cost own. of entry. Like, yeah. but the fact you get it all, you get them like this whole experience, all the the giveaways, like, and those are are such a minor part of what it is. Like, I don't even like talking about them because it, I don't like making it feel like, oh, you know, come so you can get free gear or anything like that. But there's some awesome giveaways too. Like, you know, there's knives and gear and camo and. Um, and then all the food, like, this is an incredible event. You don't get stuff like this. Yeah, it's not a, you know, it's not one of the traditional consumer shows. Yeah. It's not, it's not that. This is not, not the experience that. you get, like, shaking someone's hand at an expo. Yeah. And, like, no. all of the guys, like, I mean, uh, Matt Singer's still sitting over here, like, Hanging how out. many hours has it been? Yeah. Just talking with everyone. Yep. You know, Remy was around. Yeah. Like Barney's still here hanging out. Hillary's, Hillary's still, still, here. still here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the, like, I'm not the celebrity. I'm the <laughs> You're the most important piece of the puzzle. Y'all, y'all may not be able to. We got, we got the lovely Hillary Lampers over here. Um, we're, we're doing a little recap of the of the event so far. And yeah, I hear you're, like, getting everyone's story. I love that. Hillary has been, seriously, I've been staying with Ryan and Hill. I've, I've, of course, again, since hunting season, become their third child again. Uh, <laughs> he didn't take the garbage out yesterday. I, I, and I forgot to take the garbage out, and then I forgot a box of T-shirts today. Um, I, I got in trouble for that. Time out, for but, sure. Uh, That's all right. It's Hillary has been working tirelessly, like, cooking incredible food. Oh, my gosh, the lunches today and all of the... If if I steal another one of those uh, banana bread muffins, I'm gonna have to back off. What are you trying to do to me? <laughs> no more. <laughs> but yeah, the amount of apple crisp, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. we are we're Camp sitting crisp. here like drooling right now. You can't you can't see it, but it's just it's all of us are kind of getting this glazed look from the amount of food and the quality that's been going on. But I mean, you can't you really can't match an event like this and. Like so, what? Uh, uh, 
maybe talk about some of the stuff. Uh, what were some of the takeaways you got from the, uh, I don't want to call them classes, the, the presentations today? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting because you have all these different, uh, I guess if you will, instructors, but these guys that have, have a lifetime of hunting experience uh, talking about the same subject, which is mule deer hunting you know you'll go from high country to low country to different kind of hunting styles and you'll kind of find that it's not it's not uh my way or the highway you know i mean you can find big deer and and all different ranges of elevation different areas it's just uh more so about just getting after it and sticking with it um not all of these guys hunt the same way and it's good to kind of learn about these different ways and for me, as somebody who's been doing it my whole life, it kind of, I, I like coming out here because it kind of validates some of the stuff that I've, that I've been doing. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing some stuff, right? You know, so, <laughs> so uh, if the, these guys are doing some of the stuff I'm doing, I think I'm doing okay. But I mean, it's, it's a, a wealth of knowledge that you'll gain in these four days. I mean, almost too much to walk away with. I mean, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. If you don't come away from this thing, learning, something then you're not paying attention so it's pretty simple i can't remember where i picked up the term uh i can't remember like who gave me this term but i love it because it's such an like an apropos visualization we call it drinking from the fire hose yep where it's Absolutely. like yeah. you just kind of stick your face in front of it open your mouth and hope you take in as much as well you humanly yep. can absolutely yep because it's like you know all right i've got i can take in this much information and you're getting probably 10 times that and Thankfully, there will be videos later. Yeah, and there's but. definitely definitely stuff to to take away from this. I mean, just different techniques, whether it be from glassing or some of these guys steel hunt or even just how to, I guess, kind of use Onyx and some of these guys hunting close to the fringe public to private and, and travel routes. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. I thought I thought I knew a decent bit. I've taken quite a few new hunters out and then I come out here and, you know, talk to most or see most of these guys who I kind of look up to into the hunting industry and just it's a wealth of knowledge. I mean, these guys have probably forgotten more than I know about hunting. So <laughs> it yeah, it blows me. And it's inspiring. It's not like an intimidating sort of way. It's like it it pumps you up. It's not like, crap, I'm never going to be at this these guys level. Like you don't walk away feeling like that. You walk away like. Oh crap! I gotta put in for more tags this year. Like I'm, I'm like all about it. You know, it gets you really pumped yep. up. And they say it several times. I mean, like it, pretty much everyone said it. It's kind of hunt to your own strengths. You know, like I said, no, not everybody hunts the same way. You figure out your strengths and you figure out what works for you. But they, they say it a bunch. Everybody's capable of of doing this. You just gotta have the kind of the the willpower, the dedication, the want to get out in the backcountry and get after it and do this. So. So, Corey, I can't believe you haven't been sitting in on these. You should have thrown that in as part of the Birch Barrel deal. Uh, I, I should have. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I absolutely should have. Some, something tells I, me Ryan and Hill wouldn't exactly be throwing you out if you, uh, if you showed no, up. No, I'm, I'm sure it would have been fine. Unfortunately, just work right now as a startup. You got to be a professional and stuff. Yeah, kind of grinding it out right now. Unfortunately, just not an opportunity for me. But, um thankfully they live 30 minutes away from <laughs> myself so <laughs> you know you can always go ask for the personal lesson yeah yeah so okay i do want to give you a little chance tell us about the birch barrel uh so the birch barrel is a charcoal or wood-fired grill that creates a a, a communal atmosphere in a, a place to better connect with your food family and friends uh so now that we were done reading the brochure tell us about the birch barrel <laughs> That's good. That's that's good. I like it. Um, I don't know what to say now. That's my my elevator pitch. What do you mean? No, it's hard to. It's actually hard to describe without. without, Why is this not a barbecue? Like I mean, it is. Like it's just not like any other barbecue. So I mean. The grill space is saturated, right? I think we can all agree that there's a. I mean, there's 
grills for days out there. Um, the nice thing about the birch barrel, and, and it's not right for everyone, it's not meant for everyone, but if you like to cook over an open flame or you have interest in learning how to cook over open flame or just charcoal, uh, as well as believing that food brings people together and that, you know, yeah, we spend enough time on phones or digital, uh, it's time to just drop that stuff and connect with people. Uh, the barrel just is a is a, a more involved culinary experience. And when I say involved, not to intimidate people, it's actually very convenient to use, but uh, it's just more hands-on. And again, that's why I use the word connect. It allows you to yeah. connect with your food, allows you to connect with your fr- uh, family, allows you to connect with your friends. So it's just, uh, it's just more fun. It's more entertaining. It's more social. When I think it fits, you know, of course, that's like a huge push of yours is the wild game, but it fits that wild game environment so much because... You think about it. It's like the the oldest thing in the book. Like You're cooking over you fire is you don't the go oldest buy thing a in the book. Steak from the store. <laughs> Me cook over fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't go buy a steak from the store and like take it to your neighbor. And be like, here, I brought you this tri tip that I bought from Ralph's. Like, you know, you don't do that. But how often, like, like, hey man, I made this. Uh, I made this like elk sausage or something. Like, you want you want some? Like, it's it's such a communal thing and it brings people together. And so. I feel like that's one of the cool things. It just ties in so well with that whole idea of it like the wild on game that. experience. Absolutely, it on that. entirely. Yeah, uh, we we've always said uh, whether you've raised it, uh, har- killed it, or harvested it, or caught it. Like those are those are the variables that I think people just get drawn to, or those are the people that we you know uh, associate with. Yeah. yeah. But it is definitely not something you pack up the mountain, so do not. No, uh, this is the birch barrel is not a. Uh, it's not a jet boil. Do it's it. Not, do this, it. Yeah, just do it though. You know what though? I that's like a photo shoot right there. You yeah. find the one person that will pack it yeah. up the mountain, yeah. and you like set that thing up right on top of the missions or something. Yeah, yeah. his name's Brian Barnes. Brian, we need a. The yeah. closest to this is yeah. uh, talking with Dustin Rowe with uh, Backcountry BC and Beyond or BC Backcountry and Beyond. I always mess that up, but uh, he's a good friend of mine as well. Uh, they're going to try to horse pack it into one of their sheep camps. There you go. Uh, may not be this year. Things are kind of rough, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, again, it's just it's fun to be around. It just belongs at camp sometimes, but also oh, you could on your deck. On, like, yeah, you can take this. Uh, you could throw this in the back of your truck. It it packs down really well, and if you know, set up a base camp. You know, you hike in for a couple of days. You take an animal. You bring this back. You are having a dang feast. You're eating some of that, especially sure, if, easily. Especially if Andy yep. is in your camp and he will do a flip flop yeah, right there right in the there. field for you. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's, I, gotta, it's I don't know what this flip flop is. So you gotta wait. Were you? Did you not have any of the flip flop? When he was sitting oh. over here? Yes, I did. I'm okay. I, know, I know exactly what a flip-flop is now. I'm sorry, folks. I just, my heart broke for a second there that you I, I thought I you had missed really out on bad me. Absolutely yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a California guy, so I was thinking of the things that go on your feet, flip-flops. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. and we are all coincidentally all wearing, wearing flip-flops. flip-flops right now, like a bunch that of is kind of funny. dang hippies. That's funny. Are so the flip-flop, should we oh. explain the flip-flop? Do you want to explain it? Uh, you go. You are the well, culinary master here, so you can explain that. I don't know if I'm a culinary master. We should get Andy over here to explain it. So basically, visualize an open flame uh he he gets the barrel going to about 700 to 900 somewhere in, in there 700 to 900 degrees and uh takes an entire white tail or mule deer hind quarter and bases it with his own family recipe um and basically you know sears one side flips it over cuts it cuts it like you know like sandwich meat basically and serves it it's kind of very reminiscent side, of like the, uh, the Euro when they're slicing it off on yes. the or El Pastor. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, California. Uh, <laughs> I should have. I should have gone that way. It's just delicious. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like fun to be around, and it's again, it's a communal food. thing. Everyone wants you want to watch it too, because yeah. like he's sitting there, he's got like. Is it like rosemary he brushes it with? Yeah, like he brushes it with a rosemary mop. He like make, like makes his own brush. It's not even like a store brush. So it's, it's very it's, sexy. It it's is very sexy. It's a crazy experience. And then you know, there's a lot of amazing people here. And then there's Cody Rich, um, of the Rich Outdoors. What is he doing right now? I don't know. There we go. There, there is the flip go. off. That's what it is. I was, I was like, it's not fun to talk crap about someone if they don't hear you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, there I'm we go. distracted with a podcast. I can't start a fire right now. You're an adult. You can do it. All right, guys. So here's the question. There's one thing I always like to, to wind down with is I'm going to pose this to both of you. Corey, I'll start with you. Say 
you know, you're just somewhere, hey, you're somewhere, you run into someone, they know you're into hunting. You know, they know you're all about the wild game. They're like, you know, man, that's like, I, I really think like hunting's amazing. I've always wanted to do it, but like, I just didn't grow up in that environment. I don't have any friends that do it. I have no background in it. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's something I can do personally. What would you say to like encourage or inspire that, that oh, person? It's a really good question. It's, it's probably one of the most intimidating things, and I've always thought about this. I've always thought about that, you know, the things that some of the conservation organizations are doing for education or simply just the governments are doing for education are good. Um, I, think there be, I think we can expand on some of those things to make it more inviting, uh, but I think those are the best things for people to participate in. There's those larger group activities to learn. Um, so that's where I would start with, and then just go do it. Like, break that barrier and just go do it. So learn the basics, uh, how to gut, right? You don't want to waste an animal. So watch YouTube if you have to. I mean, it's hard. There's no, I've actually thought that this is a good, uh, somebody should do this. There needs to be a foam, you know, those like, those like, uh, oh, like medical yeah. devices that you can like give mouth to mouth and resuscitation and like, like there should be that for an animal and somebody should be able to take a it's plastic like knife. It's like the skeletons in science class where yes, they have like yeah. the, the, the organs Somebody needs to do that so you can actually get hands on because I think that's the biggest intimidation factor for anyone mm-hmm. who wants to get in is you don't want to kill an animal and then not successfully yeah. harvest it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to waste that. Yeah. And so that's the most intimidating thing, but that's the great thing about that mindset is you don't want to do that. So guess what? You're probably not going to do that. So kind of not to say to get over it, but like just go experience it. If you've got friends, which not everyone does, obviously tag along with that, but you're going to learn a lot at hunter hunter's ed, hunter safety, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, yeah, that's where I'd start. You're unfortunately, you're not coming hunting with me, but (laughs) fishing, I'll take you fishing all day long, but (laughs) What's, right, the, Chris? what's the question again? You you're in California. You know, you're whatever. You're at the grocery store. You're wearing a hunting shirt. Somebody's like, oh, man, you you hunt? I wear van and, shirts. Yeah, so, they, flat bills. You're right. So they see some sort of uh, hunting gear. And they're like, oh, you hunt? And you're like, uh, do I really want to say? You have that moment. In California, we all have that moment when somebody asks you. You're like, you have to go through. You have to kind of build up that like. All right, I'm about to say yes. You have to prepare yourself for the argument if it the, comes. The response you're going to get, and yeah. you're like, because you never know. And so far, it's always been honestly like I've not gotten a negative. Even from like hardcore. Yeah, I'm going to digress for a second here because I haven't told this story in a long time. I was hiking up to Griffith Observatory. I would do that every day. It was like the only like good hike up the hill I could get. And I, so I'm sitting there after my hike. I'm drinking some water and and I hear this. They're British. They're next to me. I hear their accents, and one of them one of them says. Is there any is there any other phrase for uh, killing two birds with one stone? I just don't like it because it advocates violence against animals. And I'm like, oh dear lord! If these people only knew what I do, uh, <laughs> like I was losing it. And so like, I end up running into them later. Like we, I oh they they had asked me something. They had asked me like where the nearest coffee shop was. And I give them some directions, and they run into me. We took different routes down. So they run into me again. They're like, oh, what are you training for? Because I was clearly, you know. Training for something. I had a pack on, and and I'm like, well, y'all may not like me very much, but (laughs) gonna kill some stuff. And we proceeded to talk for the next hour as we walked, and we like stood on the sidewalk and just talked. And they walked away. Like, I mean, we're talking like vegan, like hard would not say the phrase two killing two birds with one stone, kind of like (laughs) anti violence against animals. And they walked away. They're going, we had no idea about any of this. We didn't understand how it worked, you know, because it they fell prey to the whole idea of beers and deers and we're just shooting yeah. everything any yep. time of year. Yeah. You know, kind of mentality. They thought that's what it was, especially coming, you know, as Brits coming into America. <laughs> what? Did I hear cold smoke being, being <laughs> crap? Cold smoke? What? Um, but so, like, I've honestly never had, like, a really negative experience when somebody asks. But so say, you know, somebody comes up and after you get through that initial, okay, here we go. You know, they say, you know, I've, it's really cool. I love that idea of, like, going out and, and harvesting my own meat and, and all this stuff. But I grew up in L.A., man, or I grew up in San Francisco. I got no friends that do this. I don't know, man. There's a lot to learn. It's kind of intimidating. I don't know if it's for me. Like, what would you say to that person? Like, how would you encourage them? Well, I mean, 
what do you what do you want to feed your family right like there's obviously some reason whatever it is this person is considering uh going hunting and harvesting an animal for and the reason i do it a it's a family tradition b i like to feed my family good good food right um but I'd say there's more people out there doing it than you know. I mean, in particular in California, a lot of us folks that are hardcore hunters, uh, conservationists, we kind of sometimes may keep our heads down. But if you reach out, I mean, there's plenty of online forums. I mean, if you run into someone in public and you want to talk to them, there's plenty of people willing to help you out and get after it. I mean, I don't uh, know any hunter that if you come up and like ask them to talk to you about hunting, that won't be like, okay, how long do you have? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I can't tell you how many events I've been late to or family functions I've been late to because I've been uh, striking up a conversation about hunting. So I'm one of the guys and I hope most of the guys out there or gals that are, that are hunting are doing the same thing. I mean, I love getting people into hunting, you know, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's something that, uh, again, it's a, it's a family tradition with me. I, I hope it's carried on through generations and I love sharing my knowledge with folks, whatever, however little, knowledge I have compared to some of these folks here. I mean, I I love passing that on to folks. So I encourage people to reach out and there's more people out there doing it than you'd think, uh, especially in California. (laughs) You would be surprised. I think we also, we keep our heads down just because there is that negative attitude. But then I think there's also like this little bit of us that kind of wants to believe we're the only hunter in California. Like we we kind of want to buy into the the stereotype a little bit too. because it's a little, you it's know, a it's, like, bit. it's machismo, man. Oh, totally, you know? totally <laughs> is. But this guy's a hardcore California hunter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, well, thank you. I'm glad we we polished off a couple of beers. Cheers. I think we're about to go sit Cheers. around the birch barrel, a little uh, campfire, uh, camp. And that's the more other plugs, thing about the birch more barrel. More plugs. You uh, <laughs> you crank up that grill. Shameless. <laughs> Dear Lord, I need to be charging you. <laughs> um, <laughs> One beer every time you say first <laughs> barrel. First barrel, first barrel, first barrel, first barrel. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a package in the mail with like 40 birch barrel t-shirts or something. <laughs> um, Large. Oh, there we go. You're learning. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I would be swimming in that thing. I'm, I'm a medium, just barely. Yeah, medium. A sexy medium. medium. There yeah. we go. I look, I look really sexy in that <laughs> medium. Um, anyway. We're about to go sit around the Birch Barrel campfire and uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. But, guys, thank you for sitting down. It was fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Till next time. Till next time. It's a good time. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. 